Welcome to the CEO and Overflow podcast. My name is Emily Haas, and this week we are taking a live stream that I did when I noticed how in certain clients or people that would just comment on posts that I would make about this, how we tend to not make a big deal, right? When someone buys something that's $97 versus if they were to buy something that was $9,700 or $97,000, because we're starting to put our high ticket offers on pedestals. And then therefore, everyone is just always manifesting to work with us at that level and not buying anything in between. There's so many breakdowns that can happen with this. As you can hear Pancake in the background, she agrees. That's my dog Pancake for those of you who are new to this podcast. She is a Frenchie, so cute, so chunky. So anyway, I go into how you can start seeing the value of all of your different offers so your audience isn't creating an hierarchy of your offers and therefore not moving forward. So with that being said, let's get into the episode. Okay, we are back. We are back. Okay, so the baby is settled. We are here. Hair is on fleek, I must admit. Nothing is better than a good blowout every once in a while. How are you guys doing? So I have so much to say. It's like honestly unreal. And this live stream wasn't planned, but they're literally the best ones. So if you guys are noticing yourself shifting and changing how you speak about offers based on how much money they are, how much the investment is, If you find yourself maybe changing, I don't know, the way that you view, maybe you're putting your one-on-one coaching on a pedestal and you're kind of looking at your other offers as like, oh, like everybody just wants my one-on-one. No one wants to buy my lower ticket things. No one wants to buy my lower ticket stuff like my masterclasses or my group programs. Everybody just wants one-on-one all the time. Okay. So this always comes back to, and I was talking about this in my rolling mastermind today on our call, is this always comes back to how you view your audience, right? So I'm going to give you some examples, but if any of that landed or resonated in terms of like how you kind of do this stuff on the low, or you don't even know you're doing it, this is definitely the live stream you want to stay on. I apologize for the infant in the background who's going to be chewing the bone and all the things as I talk. But this might be things that you even thought you worked through. And then when you're at a lower cash month or you're in the middle of the month and you're like, oh my God, I'm only here, this stuff might come up again without you even recognizing. It's always when we're good and we've gotten off a client call and you know we're like feeling like we're the most amazing coach ever or we're making all these sales that we're like, oh yeah, I've like worked through everything. Like I am solid, I am good. And then literally like... You know, we either have a client who's trying to back out or whose payment defaults or we are not where we thought we'd be for the month or whatever. And then we kind of shift and change what we hold as like standards for ourselves because we're at we need the sale or we like want someone to move forward. And so this can catch us. It can creep up on us at any time. 
but it always comes back to us not resolving this stuff within ourselves and then basically taking it out on our audience in a lot of ways. And so I've experienced this, right? Like before I was like aware of what was happening, I definitely was experiencing this a lot and it can affect the kind of content that you can create. It can affect how you adjust your prices when you raise your prices, if you lower them out of nowhere. It can change how you sell, how you show up and talk about your offers. If it's like, if you're in this energy of like, I need clients or, you know, you are shifting and changing, like when you talk about your one-on-one -on -one or mastermind, maybe you're fucking and nervous or putting it so high on a pedestal that when you get on your stories, it's like not conversational. It's you over explaining it, right? Versus like $97 masterclass. Here it is. Here's the end transformation. Here's what's included. Take it or leave it. I know that it's amazing, right? Like why does it have to be like that, right? So then of course it's like your audience is grabbing the $97 thing and they're like, oh, I'm going to manifest being in your mastermind. I'm going to manifest working one-on-one -on -one with you because you're shifting and changing how powerful, how grounded, how confident you are when you're talking about something that's higher ticket, right? And so that is obviously has to do with how you view your audience. If you get nervous or if you freak out, like feeling like, when someone reaches out to you about your mastermind, like you get all nervous and freaked out. Like what if they say no, or, oh my God, this is such a big investment. Or when you go to talk on your stories about your mastermind, you're tripping over your words. Like all of a sudden you had this amazing conversation with your mentor of like, this is why I'm excited about it. And, and this is why I believe people should be in it. And then you can't communicate that same value on your stories. There's a little bit of a mismatch, right? Like there's, there's something going on where you're viewing your audience as like, oh, they're not going to afford this anyway, or I really have to prove and perform and over explain to them why this high level mastermind is such an amazing container and investment and like a no brainer, right? So we can very quickly fall into that if we're not aware that we're doing this, right? So there's that. Then it's like, okay, then when we go to talk to someone, right, in a one-to-one -one conversation, obviously these stories can quickly follow. And it just always, always comes back to how you view your audience. So, you know, I used to think when I wasn't working on this stuff, I'm serving the person who needs to be told that they need to invest in themselves, right? Like, like, duh, right? So I'm going to preach and teach that the importance of investing yourself, right? Like, that makes sense. I have a program that's for beginner coaches, right? Like I want to attract beginners where maybe I am their first coach. Maybe I am their first mentor. So like, I'm going to do that, right? So in my content, putting out those pieces of content, talking about those things made sense, right? Because if I'm going to be someone's first coach, maybe they don't understand what investing is. Maybe if I want to talk to somebody who doesn't know what a mastermind is and like this is going to be their first mastermind, explaining actually the difference between my mastermind and private coaching would be a good piece of content. So it's you first being self-aware on who do you actually desire to work with and does your content match up with that or is it kind of like running up against 
the person that you're trying to get your content to land with, right? So it's, it's knowing that your pieces of content are literally like you having a billboard on the street that says, these are the kind of conversations that I want to have with my potential clients, right? Or my clients. So it's like those conversations start in your content, right? Just like how you sell very much is the type of person that you want to sell to. So is it the person who needs all of the details and the bells and whistles and they need to know how many breaths are we exchanging in Voxer? Like, I, I want to know down to the minute when these calls are. Or is it like, no, this doesn't make sense. I'm selling a mastermind. I'm definitely not going to be this person's first mentor at this point. And like the details don't really matter. Like they're in this for the experience of having a mastermind. They're in this for, you know, me being their high level mentor for the next six or 12 months. Right. So they've either had a mastermind experience already. They are, have already, you know, maybe had even a private coach before. And maybe like this is their next investment that they feel really called to. Right. So that obviously changes how I describe my offer. That obviously changes how much I'm going to over explain something. Right. Now it's like, so when I sell a mini mind, when I sell private coaching, when I sell a mastermind, I'm very much talking about the possibility, the experience, right? Because there's strategy that's naturally going to be blended in there, right? Like you either get me one-on-one, -on -one, right? You either get customized coaching in my mastermind, or you get an accelerated version of that in a pop-up mini mind, which is a mastermind experience just for a shorter period of time. The definition of a mastermind is a mix of one-on-one -on -one and group, right? Like that's what it is. Like masterminding with the people in the group, but also being able to have some one-on-one -on -one time through the hot seat coaching on the calls, through the customized coaching in the Voxer chat or whatever that looks like for you, right? So it's like, if you guys are gonna have much bigger conversations, than just strategy or just the how-to, you have to be able to sell in that way, right? So here's, here's an example. If I want to have the mentor role and the coach role in my mastermind and private coaching, I'm going to sell in a way where I'm having a much bigger conversation about the long-term ROI of us working together in this space. Plus, I'm gonna mention some details right? So do you see how the type of coaching that I want to deliver in that container is kind of matching with or is matching with how I sell versus when I'm selling a group program, I'm going to get way more into the step-by-step -step and the details because my group programs are very much about the step-by-step -step and the strategy. So is this landing for you guys? Do you guys understand what I mean? It's like we can get so frustrated and so upset with our audience around it not landing or people not getting it when the entire time like we're responsible for how we're communicating our offers. We're responsible for the kind of content we're putting out there, right? That is starting that conversation in the first place. It's starting that relationship right out of the gates, okay? So that's the first thing. That is like the first shift that I notice with my clients is as soon as that lands and they get that, their selling changes, their content elevates, their stories change, right? So, okay. Then this comes up a lot in the sales conversation. 
So someone DMs you, they're like, I'm interested, send me details, yes, like, what are the options? Like, you know, all the things. They're like, send me the details. Okay. So it's like, all of a sudden, if it's about your mastermind or private coaching, because it's a bigger investment. So if it's a bigger investment, are you shifting and changing like, oh, okay, I have to voice note them because it's a bigger investment. I can't type out my answer. <laughs> like, why? What? What? Right? And then if someone's reaching out about your group program or your $97 masterclass, you're not attached. You like, you're like, yeah, here's the link. Yeah, here are the details. Right? So when we put so much pressure on an offer in the actual sales conversation, like, oh my God, she reached out about private coaching. This is such a big investment. <gasps> like, right? Like when we're answering them, of course, your audience is gonna look at the investment as a pressure cooker of like, oh my God, this is a lot of money. Oh my God, this is a big decision, right? It's when we can neutralize our different offers and our different price points, regardless if it's a $97 masterclass or a $9,700 offer, or $97,000 offer, right? Like it's like our energy is the same because, and this is what I was saying in my post yesterday, when you can look at someone's life can change on an hour long masterclass. Someone's life can change in six months of private coaching. Someone's life can change after one strategy session or one private call with me. You start neutralizing these price points from offer to offer and you stop putting pressure around not only selling it and filling it and all the things, but the pressure is removed from the sales conversation, right? So they don't feel your attachment. They don't feel you refreshing your DMs, right? They don't feel you literally. So it's like that right there, that experience, but it's not even like waiting for the evidence to show up, right? Like it's not waiting for our client experience. It's not waiting for us or for them to give us the validation that a $97 masterclass is just as powerful as someone signing up for a year of private coaching because we are all humans having a human experience. We are not dealing with robots who have the same experience at the same time and the same results. Like then everyone would be millionaires, right? It's like, okay. So knowing that everyone's gonna have what you teach click into place at all different times. So what if that was in one thing you said on a masterclass, right? And then this person leaves the masterclass. This actually happened to me. Person leaves the masterclass, absolutely crushes it within that week, sells out their launch. I've had people come back a month later and be like, this is what happened and it was so insane and thank you so much and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, I, I want more. I want the next level. I want to do this or whatever. And it's not me showing up powerfully in a masterclass expecting that end result. I don't even like think like that. I'm literally just like, I know that what I'm about to say without anyone DMing me after this is life-changing, is powerful, right? I know that you can literally take this masterclass and change your entire business, your entire life, your entire mindset, right? 
But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that if you show up that way for a masterclass, that's why I always over deliver on masterclasses because here's the thing. It's like I over deliver period. I don't over deliver on just private coaching on just a masterclass because it's like, if this is actually something that's coming from a place of mastery, right? Like the things that I teach content, launching mindset, like all the things, boundaries, standards for yourself, all of it, if it's coming from a place of mastery, it's not going to shift and change if I'm on a $97 offer, right? Versus if I'm on a private client call, if I'm teaching something, right? Obviously, as you get closer proximity, this is where, especially if you have ongoing support, this is where you have the time and space to go deeper. That's different. But that doesn't change how powerful one thing I said over here in a high-level container is different than something I said powerfully in a free masterclass or a $97 masterclass. It's like us neutralizing, okay, like I'm not going to put my one-on-one on a pedestal. I'm not going to just act like that's the only valuable offer and then complain that like my one-on-one is full and no one's buying my micro offers and I just stepped into micro offers for the first time. It's like, well, yeah, if you're viewing it, like, you know, closer proximity or only having one-on-one with you is the only way for someone to experience value, don't complain if your mastermind doesn't fill up. Like, you know, don't complain if, you know, no one's no one's hopping in your masterclass or your first two week group program that you do because you're like trying on micro offers. It's like it all comes back to how we view our audience. Like, oh, they can only afford my masterclass and group programs, but they can't afford private coaching. So then when you get up to talk about private coaching, you're like, oh, like someone hasn't reached out in months or like, you know, I hardly get people reaching out about private coaching. So like I have to over explain this to get someone to reach out. Then it's like the person who's actually a fit for your private coaching, who probably doesn't need little to no details to know that you're for them, is like, this isn't landing. Like, I'm in, like, I like you. Like, we vibe, I love your content, right? I'm ready to move forward. And it's when we mix up this idea or perspective we have of our audience. Maybe it's, I think that my audience doesn't have any money, right? Like that might be a perspective that you have of your audience. And so that totally affects the things that you talk about. It affects how you sell. I see it all the time. People believe that their audience doesn't have money for their higher ticket offerings, or they're going to need to like a, a gazillion month payment plan to pay for it, right? And so then when they're selling it, they're like almost yelling at their audience. Like they're literally like saying like, yeah, like right now you're feeling this and you're so sick of this. And they're like listing out all these pain points. Whereas like the person who probably is the better fit to work with you, right? Like let's say you were to look at your audience as like they're resourceful. They do what it takes to make it happen with the things they desire. Like they're coachable. They take radical responsibility, When you assume that about your audience, you wouldn't be like, yeah, like, you know, you you know that it's time to invest. Like you've been sitting on like working with me for months. Like you're just like, no, you're already sold. So all I'm really doing is getting on stories and telling you what the offer is and what you get and then telling you where to go if you're interested. 
So the analogy I used yesterday in a strategy session that I really want to share with you guys is, and I'm going to make a post about this, but I want to share it with you. So when you walk into like, this has just been my experience with Louis Vuitton. I, I don't know, but th that's like the most recent place I've been that's high end, right? Because we run high end businesses, right? Like you guys, your, your value of your time is literally worth so much. Okay. So let's compare it to Louis Vuitton. Been around forever, luxury brand, all the things. You walk into the store and first of all, you have to get put in this little iPad and then they'll text you or whatever, letting you know that you can come in the store. I don't know if that's a COVID thing or I don't know if that's them like wanting to make sure that they take care of you, right? But that's a thing, right? They do it at Gucci. They do it like wherever, okay? So you get texted that your spot's open or you can go in the store or whatever, so like already right then and there, it's like you literally have to get an invitation to go into the store, okay? So it's like a lot of times, and I know this is just my human design, I am a manifester generator. I have to wait for the invitation, right? So me DMing people, cold DMing people, doesn't work for me, right? So me doing that doesn't work, right? Like I would rather create and have people come to me who are sold, right? And my whole business, especially this year, has built off of that alone. A hot audience that is sold, that comes to me when they're ready, when they're interested, when they're ready to move forward, right? Okay? So that happens when you walk into the store. Now, from my experience, no one bothers me. Like literally, like people, they greet you, but when you're walking around and looking at things, they don't bother you. When you're interested in something, you come to them. So I remember it was these like pair of boots, literally the best. These pair of boots I was like trying on or looking at or whatever. There were people literally standing across from me. And as I was looking at them, they did not respond or say anything other than smiling until I needed a size to try them on. Okay. So it's like, then if you have any questions, they answer them. She didn't stand there, the woman, when she brought out the boots. She wasn't like, yeah, so like, I think you would be such a good fit for this because like, you know, it's getting cold out and like, you can have this, like these pair of boots and like go out with like with your friends and wear it. Like she wasn't getting into that. She was like, yeah, like this is the collection. Here are the boots. Let me know if you have any questions. Because when I walk out of Louis Vuitton, their life does not change, right? If I purchase something, their life doesn't change that much. Because they don't, they're not approaching me, right? From a place of like need. Versus, you know, I've been in small boutiques before. I've, I've also noticed this. There was a boutique that opened. It was in June, in October, or in June in Austin <laughs> and I walk in there, they literally opened the day before. These two girls, there were other people in the store. They could not leave me alone. So now I'm not focused on like, oh, like that, let me try on that dress or whatever. I couldn't wait to get out of there. 
<laughs> because of like how much they were coming up to me. And I'm just like, whoa, like I can't even focus right now. Like I was like shopping for a wedding, like a family wedding I was like going to or whatever. And I'm like, I would rather just shop online at this point. Cause they were like asking me a million questions about the wedding. They were like trying to build rapport and whatever. And like, it kind of reminded me of like some of the DM strategies that I used to try out when I was like first building my business. Like it kind of felt like bullshit, right? Like it's like, all right, I'm going to a wedding. Like we, we covered that. Like I'll let you know if I need anything, like I'm going to put my headphones back in and it's not from a place of like dismissing them or trying to be mean, but like, especially if I'm in a rush or if I'm like getting on my way here, like I want to try on a dress, see if I like it, walk out with a dress or not. Like that was pretty much my goal. Right. And I appreciate the hello and where are you going and all of that. Like, that's fine. But like, it was the incessant so like, I would suggest this and, Ooh, I found this for you. And like, this might be, and I'm like, I, that is hideous. Like, no, like I will tell you if I need support. Right. So it's just like, do you see the difference of like Louis Vuitton, despite how well known they are and all the things it's like having this mindset from the beginning, right. Of like, Okay, they weren't hounding me to death to buy the boots. They weren't convincing me of why the boots were. They like literally handed me the boots as if like, I mean, like they're kind of the shit. Like you, like if you don't walk out of them, out with them, like that's your problem. Like kind of like, yeah, in a way, like kind of like confidence of like knowing that their stuff is amazing. I'm kind of like, you just need to tell them and they definitely will leave you alone. I mean, yes, but like, I was so focused on like, I wasn't even fully answering their questions because I was just like trying to find a dress for this wedding. Um, is last minute when it comes to shopping for occasions. But that is very different, right? And it just wasn't, it wasn't even that. Like, it was like, I appreciated how friendly they were. It just was like, sometimes they, they would like ask the same question about like how I liked something. And if I wanted like, try anything else and are you sure you don't want to try anything else and like and it would just do you see how like the focus started to become like I can't wait to get out of here versus like oh I really love your stuff or let me try on more things or this was a great experience like in Louis Vuitton because they don't bother you you have the space to decide if you want to move forward with something you have the space and room to look around you don't feel like someone's following you or constantly i mean for security purposes there's guards there but it's it's literally them being in the mindset of like our life is not going to change if you decide to not buy something today right because we know the quality of our brand we know how amazing it is right and my wish is for every coach everyone on this live stream to feel that way about their business and not have it be dictated or fluctuate depending on how many people bought that day or that week or that month right yeah this was like two people own this boutique so i'm not sure the whole commission structure or whatever but the example's the same so i just want you guys to, to stop giving your power away to people who like maybe it's just part of their process right like they need a day they need a week they need a year there's clients that hadn't worked with me in over a year that came back this past summer and we're working together again 
Like people don't forget your Instagram. Your content holds the weight of like a full library, if you think about it, that people can continue to come back to and get value. So it's, it's also like thinking about that, like your content stands the test of time. That's why like, if I have a day of the week or two that I don't post, I'm not freaking out about it. The reason why I can post so consistently or like how I've gotten into a flow of it is from this exact perspective shift of how I view my audience, not being afraid of my audience, right? Not thinking that my content isn't going to be good enough today or, you know, I'm going to say too much. or I'm going to express too much. And so it always comes back to how you view your audience. And it's literally like thinking about even a romantic relationship. And I'll just leave you with this. If you think that your partner never listens to you, right? Or they don't respect your time. If that's what's going to happen, right? Like if you think that they don't respect you, like you're going to either cut them off in a conversation, right? You're going to, I don't know, just like start fights, pick fights, right? Like find reasons why it's not going to work if that's your viewpoint. And it's the same way that we end up treating our audience almost. Like it's like, oh, they're never going to buy or this isn't going to work anyway. And so we pull the plug on launches as soon as someone doesn't buy within the first couple days. Like we don't actually post exactly what we want to say. And the worst part is like sometimes it holds us back from like moving forward with like investments or things that we want to do right? Like things that we want to buy, invest in all the things because our viewpoint is, well, no one's going to buy from me this month or, you know, this wasn't selling for two days. So this means the rest of my month isn't going to be as great. And it's like every single launch, even if during like pre-pre-sales or pre-sale period, if you guys like know my launch flow, when I first put out an offer, if people don't buy right away, I go through the entire launch. Because I, one, I chose that offer for a reason. So like, I know how powerful it is, right? Like, again, like my audience's response or behavior isn't going to change how I feel about the offer. But also when that launch is over, even if it went not what I thought, right? I'm going to learn so much from that, right? How I manage my energy during the launch, Looking back at my stories, was I over-explaining? Like when we have nothing to go off of, then we're just chasing validation at that point. Oh, shut down this launch because no one's buying. Let me move on to the next thing. But I don't even really know if I learned anything. And then it's like we keep repeating the same patterns and getting the same results. Either from a place of like your messaging is fine and it's just really your attachment piece and how you view your audience. Or it's your messaging could be cleaned up a little bit right? To be more clear, right? And also your attachment piece or one or the other. Like, it's like we have nothing to go off of as soon as we quit. And so it just comes back to yes, how you view your audience, but this is also even a much bigger conversation around how you view yourself. And this is what I was saying in the very beginning of the live is believing that your work is life-changing regardless of what type of offer it is. And this isn't me being cocky. Like I even believe if someone watched this live stream, if something clicked or shift or changed or whatever, based on what I said and based on where you're at in your business right now, this could totally change the game for you. 
like after you get off of this live stream, right? And start selling again or how you start viewing your audience and then it changes the way you speak in your content. Like I genuinely believe that, right? So this doesn't have my energy fluctuate when I'm talking about a high level year long mastermind or a year of private coaching versus me hyping up this live stream or talking about my $97 masterclass or my $1,000 two week group program. Like it doesn't shift and change because I believe that all of it is valuable. I believe that someone's life can change in any of those offers and any of those containers. So yes, it's a, it's looking at your audience differently, but it's also looking at yourself and your work differently that I want the most for you, right? Like become the Louis Vuitton or whoever designer you like love and are obsessed with or whatever, right? I've always been more of a Gucci girl to be real, but lately Louis Vuitton, yeah, like I'm feeling it, right? <laughs> so I hope that you guys found this helpful. So if you guys are interested in any of my offers, I highly recommend you watch my stories or DM me if you have any questions, all the things, okay? So I love you guys so much and I will talk to you soon.